Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Still talking about beer. It's going to be great going into the weekend. My guy, Glenn, he wrote in. He said, no joke, Walker. He sent in a picture of what I think is Bush Light Peach or Bush Light something, some variation of it. Anyway, he had Bush Light in a picture and it said, no joke, Walker. It's on ice for after work with FNZ five o'clockers and the Kyle Bailey show. Glenn, that's probably my favorite text I've gotten in a while. Just drinking some beer, hanging out, listening to Weston Walker, going to bring in Kyle Bailey show, right? That's fantastic. We appreciate you, Glenn, for listening to the program. We appreciate everybody listening to Weston Walker right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We have one more hour to go. We skipped over it. We can bring it in now because I want to make sure we get all of the imaging in. It's time now for Flashback Friday. Let's go back in time. It's Flashback Friday. Let's go way back. Way back in time. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. Uh-oh. What? My time machine has been activated. Time machine? I didn't know you had a time machine. All right, Rupert. Prepare to time travel. Let's go all the way back to July 7th, 2021. Some of the leading topics in sports radio that day, at least for anything that I was hosting. Remember the Olympics were going on then? Kind of weird, but it did happen. Because of the pandemic, we had to wait a little while before we got our Summer Olympics in. And remember how there were no fans at the Olympics? We were trying to figure out, okay, how popular are these games? We did wait a little bit. I know COVID was still just kind of coming out of it reigning supreme for a while, but it was still, of course, involved. And the other question is, I'm interested for both of your guys' takes on this. I had the question, will announcers calling road games remotely become the norm once we start to settle into what is considered the norm in sports? How much did you hate announcers calling the game away from the live action? And how glad are you that we really don't see a ton of that now? Um, Man, I think I was just so happy at the time to get sports. It really didn't bother me as much. But uh, especially when you would have the technical difficulties that would go out and different things of that nature. But as far as a lot of times on the broadcast themselves, you couldn't necessarily tell. But, uh, yeah, I- I'm glad it's a thing of the past. I'm glad sports came back. I'm glad that crowds came back. Uh, and all of that. So, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting time, to say the least. Fitty, I, I thought that they might have this become a part of even when everything got back to normal. I was like, man, they're going to want to save money. They're not going to pay for plane tickets for the broadcast crew to go out there anymore. But now, even when you watch Summer League, you still have your play-by-play and color analyst out there. So they're still taking care of you, even on broadcast as low on the totem pole as Summer League. I remember Dan Shulman would talk about calling baseball games. Yeah. 
He had 17 different screens in front of him. So you had all sorts of different angles. They did the best they could at the time, which I'm really thankful for. But I'm just glad that's a thing of the past for the most part. And now these broadcast crews are on site because there's just a different feel. You can feel it through your television screen. It's different when these broadcast crews are on site. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously I did not like it. um, But it did provide some entertainment. Like, I can remember vividly... There was a Met game where Keith Hernandez was looking at the tarp on the field at City Field like it was just moving and he was describing the wind. Well, I think they were playing like in Miami. So like it made absolutely <laughs> no sense what he was talking about because he was so distracted by what, what was around him. But that I was really concerned about that. Was that, okay, they're going to see a way to save money. Maybe if Valor would have done that, they wouldn't have gone bankrupt. Who never knows? But they're letting these guys travel because it, it makes for a better broadcast having these guys in the building of the action that they're calling. Um, we can go to another lead topic that I had in the okay. NFL. How about Derek Carr? He was continuing to court Devontae Adams two years ago. This is not 2022. This is still 2021 on July 7th. And that eventually Devontae Adams would go over to the Raiders organization. But it would just be one year that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams got to play with one another. So I thought that was interesting. And then the last one, PFF, at least in 2021, PFF had the most likely scenario for the Carolina Panthers at being 5 and 12 at worst and 10 and 7 at best. Seems like the worst case scenario hit with the PFF projections with Matt Rule as the head coach <laughs> and now you're just looking to get closer to that 10 and 7 mark with Frank Reich as the head coach now. Yeah, most definitely. And so I mean, you just go back and look at hindsight and different predictions and things of that nature, but Panthers fans just have to be glad to be out of the Matt Rule regime and now what seems like to be a very competent front office and coaching staff. You mentioned Matt Rule. I forget which publication it was that had this uh, today. In their preseason bowl predictions, they have predicted Nebraska to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Oh, my. If he comes back. <laughs> do the do the impurities come back? Because when he was fired, they're gone. But now do they come back if he enters the city of Charlotte again? I don't know. We'll have to ask Matt Rule about that conversation. Uh, Let's go to 2020. You know how we had the big shakeups, the big layoffs from ESPN just a week ago when all the big-time personalities. It was probably just as far as a pool of talent goes. The biggest layoffs that we have seen from ESPN, and we have seen them from ESPN before. Well, it happened two years ago. On July 7th, 2020, one of the leading topics was that they had a new radio lineup taking place. Levitard would lose an hour to Greenberg when he was going solo a few years back. And then Max Kellerman would go to the radio show. Think about how many changes have happened in the last three years with ESPN Mainstream. Max Kellerman went to the radio from two to four. And then you also had Dan Levitard losing an hour when Greenberg was going solo for a little while. Then all of that changed, and Greenberg was just focusing on Get Up. Now he's the studio host for Inside, or when they actually do the NBA Finals, he's yeah. going to be on site. So, so many things have changed, and now a lot of these guys aren't even working there. It's crazy how much turnover happens with ESPN, and now we've even seen a bunch of changes in the Monday Night Football booth. That's something I hope we I hope we get to see some pretty steadfast broadcasting crews where we don't have all the turnover anymore. Hopefully we stick around with what we have at Monday Night Football just because I don't want to see all the change all of the time. It definitely feels like the mothership is continuing to decline, right? Like it's it's not what it was even 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, 
people like Wes's age were, were telling me that SportsCenter wasn't is it wasn't what it was ten years before that. So, yeah. right. um, it's 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 crazy to see just the way that as much money as they make, mm-hmm. they still have a hard time producing really good content. Well, and they have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, which is a good one to stick around at least with Monday Night Football. Hopefully, that stays for a while. What do you think, Wes? I was going to ask too. Was there anybody that you were completely just shocked by in that instance? There was a lot of big names. I was pretty surprised about all of them. It, it seemed like the writing was on the wall with Max Kellerman, who had been put in different roles so many mm-hmm. times. Yeah, I think maybe Susie Colber. Yeah. Um, yeah Monday Night one. Football Institution. Jeff yeah. Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy was probably the most surprising. Well, you yeah. know, Adam Silver asked for him to be fired, so. Is that right? Is that a conspiracy theory yeah, going on yeah, out there? Yeah. Have you, have you not seen it? I have not. After he uh, violently complained about the, the, the game during the NBA Finals, what happened to the game that I love? People think mm-hmm. that Adam Silver and the dookie that he is. Oh, I can hear it in Wes's voice. He likes this theory. Mm-hmm. I do. He but likes I, this conspiracy theory. Also, <laughs> like if the NBA on NBC is going to make a comeback, if you can have Jeff Van Gundy right there at your disposal and we get the Van Gundy cast, mm-hmm. who's going to complain? Uh, both of them are so different, too. I love it. It would be fantastic to have them together. That was a very uh, interesting theory that you brought up there because I could see something like that happening. It's going to be a topic on Monday. Wes is going to bring it in. That's <laughs> right. Topic. All right, last one. Uh, 2019. July 7th. It's the last date I'll go with. How about four years ago? Crazy that 2019 was four years ago. But Kawhi Leonard and Paul George go to the Clippers unexpectedly. That was probably the biggest oh my god moment in free agency that we've had in quite some time. When we had no clue that we knew Kawhi was going to go to the uh, to L.A. We knew that he wanted to go back to the West Coast and that it was probably not going to happen that he'd go back to Toronto. Winning a championship was the only thing that could possibly convince him to stay, but he's a California guy, so we knew he was going over there. Paul George came out of nowhere. That was so quiet. It was. Kawhi said, I'll go to the Clippers instead of the Lakers if you bring in another star. And so the Clippers decided to give everything up. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, all of the pick swaps in the world, everything meaningful as far as an asset goes. Sam Presti pressed them for the most, and then they got Paul George and Kawhi. Last one here as far as Flashback Friday goes. It feels like in the last four years it's the biggest That shot. was tremendous. I mean, I remember waking up, looking at my phone, seeing the alert that that had happened because I was under the impression that Kawhi Leonard was going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers and then the Lakers were going to start winning championships again when I woke up to see that this had happened. And as you said, Paul George came along with him. I was just blown away because nobody saw this coming. This hadn't been talked about. And in an era and in a time where we get information just at our fingertips all the time and things leak all the time you would have thought we would have had some semblance of this happening but we did not and so it was definitely a very shocking and it was fun man i like to get surprises like that oh, in yeah. sports. is it the most disappointing tandem in the modern nba yes. super team mm-hmm. superstar team because like they have literally accomplished nothing together on the court at the same time i hate seeing it, it it's crazy to think that they went to a western conference finals and them going to the Western Conference Finals happened where Paul George was the lead dog and Kawhi was hurt. The Clippers actually got to a conference finals. Kawhi was hurt and it was Paul that was answering all of the playoff P criticism. Yes. So I, that's crazy. I would say duo. It might be Kawhi and Paul. Trio has to be Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Because when they did share the floor yeah. together offensively, it was like nothing we'd ever seen. Nobody could beat them. 
and you hear all the national NBA pundits, they would talk to their sources with every franchise, every contender. They always said, get ready for when the Nets are ready to go at this thing, when everybody's healthy. Nobody's going to be able to beat them. Brooklyn's going to be too talented, and they're just going to run away with this NBA title. But they couldn't because Kyrie's kind of nutso, because James Harden was out of shape at some of these spots, and Kevin Durant had a loyalty, despite working really hard, to Kyrie Irving. It just was a perfect storm of nonsense, and eventually it broke up within a couple of years. Yeah, it's very disappointing because the thing with the Clippers is just every time you look up, one of them or both of them is out, and it's so frustrating because I really thought that once they got together, I thought the Clippers would win the championship. I did too. I I did. I was like, they're going to win this thing, and then the fact that they just can never seem to get right is very frustrating. I pretty much dismissed Kawhi Leonard at this point because every time you look up, there's some injury. He's missing games here, games there. I don't even really care uh, about the team anymore. And then, like you said, with the Nets, that was another team that I predicted to win a championship. And then I thought that they would be unstoppable, and it was just not to be. All right, we can move on from Flashback Friday. We'll go to the other segment. We've got some MVP future bets for you. Trevor Lawrence, is he a good bet? We'll get to some of that in a moment. I did want to read this one text from 704, though. How crazy do you think it is for Brad, uh, for Brandon Miller that the GOAT in Paul George wasn't able to win a championship? <laughs> he probably was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, 704, don't let Brandon Miller hear y'all talking like this. It's true. You know, I'm sorry. Brandon, if you're starting to listen to WFNZ, the flagship station for the Charlotte Hornets, the team you play for, we like Paul George. Just don't know if we would consider him the GOAT. Let's talk about the MVP race coming up in the NFL next season. Trevor Lawrence, who are some of the QBs that could be on that list and the watch list also. Bryce Young, is he going to come away with some hardware? That's coming up next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. He's dancing, so that means he likes the selection that is playing right there. Welcome back. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. And if you like what you're hearing or if you missed the show today, check out the Wesson Walker podcast on the WFNZ app or anywhere that you get your pod. Cast. All right. NFL MVP odds and Trevor Lawrence, former Clemson quarterback, is definitely a guy to be looked at next season as a MVP caliber candidate. But uh, as you say, Walker, summertime radio, this is the time of the year where we are going to examine some of these things the most. And when you look at pretty much the consensus 
gambling house, as I like to call it, board of the five top gambling platforms, whether you like FanDuel, BetMGM, or any of the like. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow are pretty much neck and neck for one and two, but we'll go with FanDuel. They're both tied with the same odds at plus 700 alongside Josh Allen, who's also at plus 700. Jalen Hurts is at plus 1,200. That looks like a decent bet as well. Justin Herbert's at plus 900. But Trevor Lawrence comes in at six at plus 1,600. Now, do you like that bet on the former Clemson QB? Or are there other bets on the board that you feel like may be of greater value? I can tell that we're going to be a show that really starts to dive into the whole sports betting stuff. Yeah, I think so, too. That's because I'm getting observation. I'm getting uh, pretty giddy discussing some of these odds. I don't know why I really like it, but I do. And we're looking at future bets, MVP for this year. Some, it's it's really hard to get away from Pat Mahomes' odds, right? Like, if, yeah. we, if we know Pat Mahomes is the best QB in the game, and there's not going to be any argument to it, and he's coming in at plus 700 on some of these outlets... It's a really good payout. I mean, it's not like you're getting minus odds here. It's it's still a really good payout if you just, all right, I guess I'll take the ho-hum, not off the beaten path bet with Pat Mahomes and still get some great looks here. So that's why I think Pat Mahomes seems like a really good one so to me. So that means you bet 100, you get 700, correct? Correct. All right. So if you want to do that with Pat Mahomes, I think that's a good bet. That but if is. you if you want to do, if you want to get a lot more bang for your buck, Trevor Lawrence, I do think is good. But man, the, the Justin Herbert payout is kind of all over the board, right? So if you mm-hmm. go to Caesar Sportsbook. And you look at Pat Mahomes at plus 650, it's plus 650, plus 700 all across the board, no matter what publication or what sports book you're talking about. Justin Herbert's plus 900 with FanDuel, plus 1300 with DraftKings, plus 1500 with Caesar Sportsbook. Man, Justin Herbert is an excellent selection here. Because if the Chargers, if they actually cash in on all of the talent that they have, and Herbert now has not only Keenan Allen, not only Mike Williams, but they did bring back Austin Eckler, and they drafted a first-round receiver from TCU and Quentin Johnson. You've got all the weapons in the world. Yeah. Remember last year, Rashawn Slater got hurt at the very beginning of the season. So even with the offensive line not being great, you have what I expect to be among the better left tackles in the league coming back. Man, Justin Herbert with some of the odds that are coming in from some of these other sports books, that's my favorite. And at only pl- Justin Herbert compared to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, man. I, I like Herbert as the best bet here. Man, I like Jalen Hurts a lot, though. Jalen Hurts plus 1,200. You're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that are, according to many, a trendy pick to repeat as NFC champions. I think his play is not going to drop off very much. They haven't lost anything on the offensive line or weapons or anything of the like. They did lose Miles Sanders. But still, I think that Jalen Hurts is a guy that's going to put up big-time numbers. And also... I'm looking at Lamar Jackson at plus 1,500. This is a guy that is going to have the most weapons he's ever had in his career, whether you talk about OBJ, you talk about Zay Flowers entering the mix to go along with the big-time tight end, um, Mark, Lord have mercy. Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews. So you have that there. So I will be interested to see what Lamar does with the most talent that he's had around him to this point. And also, you know, even though can't stand the guy, but Aaron Rodgers at plus 1,600, this guy with the New York Jets, 
huge market, huge games all season long. If he's able to take a franchise that has not seen some of the the glory days of the Super Bowl since the Joe Namath era, this could be a guy that will also get heavy contention, even though he's already won a ton of MVPs already. So there are some definite good bets on the board. Are, Are there any that scare you, though, when you look at these, whether it be a Josh Allen, or is there anybody near the top that you would be like, oh, I don't know about that? No, I don't think so. I yeah. think all of them are in play. There's not anybody that I would stay 100% away from, you know, because even Tua, who is coming in pretty low on some of this, the worst that he has is the plus 22. Um, you're looking at plus 1,600 or plus 1,400 as the best odds for him. But with plus 2,200, this is somebody that was in the MVP race at least through one half of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look over to Fiddy because I think he's going to not like this. Just even throwing it out there. Even if I'm not saying to do it, I'm just throwing it out there. Justin Fields is interesting to me. But I know you don't like Justin Fields, right, Fiddy? You don't think that he's going to have even a shot to even come close in the MVP conversation? I mean, I like my quarterbacks that can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I also don't think it's his fault. Like, look at look at the roster. and I know they've, they've upgraded some of the roster around him. This is my point. You know, like DJ Moore mm-hmm. is – but DJ Moore is going to be a nice piece. I don't think he elevates Justin Field to an MVP type of candidate. Well, he, he elevated as best as he could – Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold as much as he could. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't in the MVP discussion. So. I know, but you grade on a curve, right? So if they can get into, you know, at least DJ can get 1,100 yards with those guys. Yeah, I think it's interesting, especially with what Chicago was able to do and help their roster out. I'm trying to go with just a real long shot. And I'm I'm looking way down on the list. And I'm kind of going to one of your guys, Wes, as, okay. as just, this is crazy, I wouldn't do it. But if you are if you are pressed to do something just way crazy, He's going for the gusto. What about Derrick Henry at fifteen hundred? Mm-hmm. Because Tennessee is going to have to lean on him once again. You can have a running back win every once in a while. We've seen Adrian Peterson do it. We know Todd Gurley was in the discussion the year that Tom Brady eventually would take home the MVP. But Todd Gurley was up there at that point. So if you just are like, all right, you know, AFC South, we can still make a run at this thing for Tennessee, even if they're not crazy talented. We'll just feed Derrick Henry constantly. If he stays healthy, maybe he puts up just an otherworldly type of season. Plus 15,000? It's not bad. Just saying. If you wanted a crazy long shot, Derrick Henry would be the guy I'd go with. I'll do you one better. As much as I love Big Henny, I would go Christian McCaffrey at plus 20,000. Shocker. This is a guy that we saw what he was able to do once he came over to the Bay. You talk about the health all the time. If he's able to stay healthy with what he was already showing that he could do in San Francisco, I think that this could be a guy with Brock Purdy back at quarterback that he could be able to do a lot of damage, and I think he could get a lot of MVP. What about Nick Bosa, Wes? What about Nick Bosa? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be extremely hard. I think you have to start with a bottom basement sack total of 20 (laughs) if you want to talk about the NFL MVP. But the guy I would stay away from, listen, man, I know we we give him grief on here a lot, but Josh Allen, because this is a guy that we know during the season that as the season went on, the play started to fade a bit. Also, the issues going on with Stephon Diggs. I think he could end up getting traded soon. And even though Buffalo might get back a nice haul for him, the the Bills still don't have a great running game. We'll see what James Cook, they added Damian Harris to the fold this year. So we'll see what they're able to provide. But Buffalo's still a team I look at that is going to depend a lot on Josh Allen for their rushing yardage. Stephon Diggs, there's a great cloud over that situation 
at this point. Allen's out here capping, trying to act like there's no problems between the two, but we know that there is. So, so that would be a guy. Uh, that I would that I would perhaps stay away from. Uh, Nine eight zero said, listening to Walker say Derrick Henry tells me all I need to know about him and betting. I'm I'm telling you, it's a crazy long shot. I'm just saying. Yeah, if he you said w- it's a long shot. So if you put down a hundred and you get back fifteen thousand, just saying. If you wanted to put down a little bit lower than that and not do the full one hundred. You can get great odds. I'm just saying it might be one of those fun bets at the end that might pay off. It just might be. So then moving on to Will Brinson of CBS Sports. He put out his 2023 NFL quarterback tiers. And I put in the rundown. Will Brinson is an idiot, right? Because I think that <laughs> perhaps I understand where he may be going with this. But to have uh, to have Bryce Young at tier seven, Behind the likes of Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, and Sam Howell, I thought was just ludicrous at this point. And I know he hasn't played a snap of NFL football, and I know that I'm just going off conjecture here what I think Bryce Young will be. But I just feel like anybody with two eyes watching football and everything you've heard and seen uh, from Bryce Young to this point, there's no way you put the guy at a Tier 7 quarterback uh, behind some of these guys who we've seen in action before and we're not exactly thrilled with what we've seen from them. So uh, what do you make of that? Because I think that Bryce Young is a tier seven quarterback, even without playing a game. I, I'm just not feeling that. I mean, what you're doing, you're just putting all the rookies further down than everybody else. Sure. sure. I Look, it make I wouldn't put them down all the way at the at the very bottom. I mean, they are at the very bottom. If you have seven tiers, then you have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson all down there. Those are the guys that are going to have the best opportunity to start as a rookie. Will Levis isn't going to be that guy, at least at the beginning, with Tennessee. So I wouldn't put him below Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't put Bryce Young below uh, any of these guys, really. Kyler Murray is the one. I know you might not like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is not in Tier 6. I don't think he is that low. Fiddy, why did you make a stank face when Wes was talking about some of this? Because I believe I heard, you know, let me sure I heard this correctly. He has Sam Howell on a different tier above Bryce Young? Yes. Yeah, he does. Different tier, okay? I I, I love Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite <laughs> Carolina quarterback, maybe my favorite Tar Heel football player I've ever watched play. There is not a universe that exists in the history of humanity. Love it. Where he is a better quarterback than Bryce Young. And this is why this is why we we need people to take summers off in the sports media industry. <laughs> because people I mean, you called him an idiot. Let's just call him let's just call him a dumbass. Okay. Because hmm. this is this is one of the worst things I've ever heard. And it, I just want to ask him. And he comes on Mac and Bone pretty regularly if Flounder doesn't block him on Twitter, so we can maybe ask him this. Was he doing this just for clicks? Because there's no way he actually believes that. There's no way. I mean, it, it all is doing the whole rookie thing. It's that you haven't seen him play a down yet, and that's why they're here. So that's what Will Brinson is doing. Tier one is Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Tier two is Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I would have Hurts over Allen. He's done more in the playoffs. I do like Josh Allen in the regular season, but you're right. I'll just say I think that Jalen Hurts should be tier one. Yes. And I'm tempted to also say Lamar should be tier one (laughs) as a former MVP. He's got an MVP. I know. Yeah. The the only thing about Jalen Hurts is if you want to see him have that kind of production again. I mean, he's done it two years. 
Well, no, not like this. I mean, but not the year like before, we saw I mean, he year. was nine and eight, and they went to the playoffs. And, the, and he's the best quarterback in the NFC. So I think sure. from that alone, I'd put him in tier one. Daniel oh, Jones should be tier four. Daniel Jones Five. being above Dak Prescott, what? Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, even last year. Daniel Jones, man. That that is the one to me where I look at the most and be like, all right, well, yeah. that's the one that I disagree with by far. And I don't like Brock Purdy being on the same tier as Kenny weed. Pickett and Mac Jones. I'm not feeling that either. Yeah, so th- those are the those are the rankings from one Will Brinson that uh, got him called a dumbass and an idiot. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, talking about MVPs, and we talked earlier about Lamelo Ball getting the big bag, and him and Mitch talking about him potentially winning an MVP one day, and we've talked about Bryce Young and perhaps that rare air uh, mm-hmm. as well. So who do you think would be a better bet to win an MVP in this city between Bryce Young and LaMelo Ball? Yeah, it's funny because we talked about this a lot with LaMelo, and then it's cooled off a little bit. The injuries have made that happen. The fact that the Hornets haven't put anything together with a playoff berth since we've seen the Hornets draft LaMelo and he was fantastic his rookie season. Right now, I just feel like the odds are better to go with the QB and then to go with Bryce Young maybe in the next five years because it's so hard to do it in the NBA. To me, it's not necessarily saying LaMelo doesn't have a shot. I'm just taking if we're going to go with the betting theme and if we want to go with the best odds. To me, I think the best odds reside with a quarterback in the NFL where you have guys that are constantly going to be there in the NBA, like Nikola Jokic, you're going to have to battle with him. Somebody that's been in the top two in the last three years. Giannis, he's won back-to-back MVPs. He's going to be hungry next year, so now you're talking about him. By the way, both those guys young enough where they could be in the mix the next five seasons. Joel Embiid just won it. You have to imagine he's going to be in the top five next year. It's going to be really hard. I feel like Bryce Young is the answer, and it's not necessarily against LaMelo. It's just that if Carolina gets hot, and I expect Carolina to win more. I have a better I have a better feeling about them having regular season success, which is going to draw a whole bunch of eyeballs to that part. And if that's the case, and you're the best you're the best QB on a team that has regular season success, I think that's going to give you a better shot to win NBA. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I will go with Bryce Young. I feel like that uh, just as far as him coming in as a rookie, I feel like he's already ahead of Lamelo Ball as far as being. Uh, labeled a savant, how pro-ready he is from day one. I also think that the Panthers, they've proven uh, this offseason, I feel like that they are the more competent organization to this point as far as trying to put together rosters to win uh, quickly at a higher clip. So I think that Bryce Young is a guy uh, that also comes in with that number one pick billing. And so if he lives up to that, we know the NFL is going to do their job of marketing him and getting him out there to the masses so that he will be on the minds of the voters uh, to be able to be in the mix. And also, yeah, he plays the most important position on the field. So I'm going to go with Bryce Young as well. Last Fitty Flash of the day. Let's get it. Fitty. All right, not a lot of news coming out in the sports world, so I'll set the scene for a pretty important weekend around Major League Baseball, starting with the Braves. They travel to Tampa. That game tonight will be on Apple TV, but the two best teams in Major League Baseball, they will square off uh, in the final series before the All-Star break. 
The Mets riding a five-game win streak. They take on the Padres, who just came off a sweep of the Angels. The Cubs with the new schedule, they visit Yankee Stadium this weekend. Um, and then you've got the Mariners and the Astros. They're going to be in action. Then you've got, I think it's the Freeway Series, what they call between the Angels and the Dodgers. That's taking place. So the final weekend before the All-Star break, a lot of uh, high-profile action around Major League Baseball. And I'm interested to see this Braves and uh, Rays series because it could be a World Series preview later this fall. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I think uh, that'll be something I'll check in on. The two teams that we talk most about outside of all decked out Mets Fitty every time that we'll play maybe the closing sound as we do every Friday. Those are the two teams we talk about the most. Do we still feel like the adopted show of the Rays or has that waned a little bit as the season has gone on? <laughs> yeah, I think we've kind of waned a little bit. I mean, I haven't waned on them. Now, they've waned in, in recent. They're, I think they're four and six in their last ten. Atlanta is 25 and four in their last 29 games. Yeah, what they're doing is remarkable. The but, fact that their whole infield is in the all-star game, it's crazy. They've done this three straight years where they've had a stretch where they just go like 25 and five or something like that. And they just either establish themselves as the team to beat or come back from a pretty big deficit they were last year, 10 games out of first to come back and win the division. So, Fiddy, we can definitely guess where you will be this weekend parked in front of the TV with snacks and food that you probably shouldn't have watching a lot of No base. soda, though. No soda. No soda. No strong. Okay. Just well, sweet tea. Yeah, no doubt about that. Fiddy is staying strong out here in these streets. When we come back, we close this thing down with the week that was. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. segment to go on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You just want to talk about the open tabs that we have. It's been a wild show. I had stats for Derrick Henry pulled up in that last one because somebody called me out. All love called me out about if I bring up Derrick Henry as a long shot MVP odds, then tells you all you need to know about Walker's betting. Right. And you're probably right. I didn't at the point of saying a long shot of somebody that you probably wouldn't think of. Derrick Henry, that's it. Right. Um, and that's that's a me take. That's not even a you take, yeah. saying Derrick Henry. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised about that. Um, we can go to me looking up old past stuff when uh, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman were named the Monday Night Football crew. Hopefully they stay there for a while. Um, I'm all, I also have a beautiful, just a beautiful home run derby 2023 champ chain right in front of me. I, <laughs> I'm so excited for that. 
I want I want whoever wins that award to trot around the bases with that in the second half of the season. Please let that happen. That would be just fantastic. And uh, the other one I have pulled up is an article about Kai Jones having so much fun this offseason and Wes is telling you to not have any fun. No fun at all. No fun, sir. Zero fun, sir. Uh, I've got our rundown, as I always do, up in Adam in the left corner. I've got the MVP odds that we just talked about, uh, accompanied by the Buffalo Bills' depth chart. Then I have Twitter. Then I have the Puma LaMelo Ball sneakers uh, in another tab that I've been thinking about the entire <laughs> show. And then the NBA standings as we uh, talked about LaMelo's MVP quest and trying to make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody to think of as far as who would be his competition All right. amongst his peers. All right, well, those are uh, tabs that are open there. Don't know if we'll keep going with that, but... We did that there. All right, time now for the week that was. The best highlights really just from yesterday. Go ahead and play it, Fiddy. We'll uh, play some of those highlights for you now. All right, I'll go ahead and run this show. I'm the one that cut up the highlights this week, and really it was just from yesterday's show. And what we have for you today is me impersonating Fiddy, talking about during the wintertime how I would never wear shorts. It was right when the weather was starting to change. You said, Walker, I feel like I never see you wear shorts. And we'd just gone through winter. And so I'm not wearing shorts when it's winter. I was like, yeah, I didn't wear shorts in December or January or February. But when it started to get a little hot, that's when I decided to bring the shorts out. And you're like flabbergasted. Like, huh, don't strike me as a sh- This is you, too, this year. But don't strike me as a shorts guy. <laughs> Why do you portray me to be some? Uh, Slim? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> You don't portray really as a shorts guy. When he walks in, he goes, hey there, Slim. (laughs) And sometimes he'll give you a fist bump or an elbow tap. You haven't done it nearly as much recently, but maybe it's because I I just love the way you say it. But you you look down. You don't look at me either. When you walk into the room, you either turn on the light and then I'll say, hey, what's up, Fitty? And then like five seconds walk or just go by and then you don't even say anything. Slim? Sometimes it's not even a greeting. It's just saying my nickname. That's all it is. There's a drop I got to go pull from me, myself, and Irene. Where when Hank, or whenever he's in his alter ego, he he calls somebody Slim. And I can play it because it's a very uh, vulgar movie. Okay. But it's a very clean cut that I can play. And I want to start using that whenever I call you Slim. Because it is still, but that and Lanky Ass... Well, that's, yeah. And then Fish Boy, the that, clean version of what Stanford P usually calls you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, Fish Boy's pretty elite, too. Well, I mean, Slim is the one that sticks a little bit more. None of the other ones are really. Big Bird is my second favorite. Big Bird. It's a little bit insulty, <laughs> but it's fine. I like Big Bird for some you reason. You look like you are slimming up, though, man. How much are you down? Well, I'm not really losing weight, though. You know, that's not, I'm just trying not. To, I'm just trying to convert it into something good. Gotcha. Right? Like I've still got noodle arms, but I'm trying to hit the weight. Now I've been a little bit slack the last week. Okay, it happens. I need it to happens. get back on it. What is your max bench press? Oh, I haven't done it in forever. The most I ever posted ever was 230. That's the most I ever put up. But that's that was in that was transitioning from uh, high school to college. That was about it. I haven't so, maxed in a long time. So how are you trying to get your arms bigger if you're not bench pressing? I'm what doing, are you doing dumbbells. Man, what an old school way to think about getting your arms bigger. <laughs> well, I bench press. Well, you know, some people just shoot steroids in their arms. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a lot of Decadura Ballin. So I I'm, thought so. Mm-hmm. Your voice yeah. got a little bit deeper in the last six months. 
Uh, yeah, I'm a lot angrier lately, too. Looking for pimples on the back. That's what you want to look for. I'm growing a lot more hair on my arms as well. It's been really <laughs> weird. Uh, Roger Clemens recommended it, so I thought I'd take it. Mm. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this is us exploring the first ever tweets yesterday with some people jumping ship from Twitter to threads, or at least just creating another social media account because, well, people don't like Twitter, and Mark Zuckerberg decided to come out with an alternative. So we explored. I basically was being a Twitter stalker, and I went all the way back to Wes's first tweet. And while it's not crazy, it was still kind of interesting. <laughs> Here's Wes Bryan's first tweet ever. This is your first one that I could find. Are you ready? All right, it's pretty let's good. Go. About to get my body clean, dot, 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 <laughs> and settle in for the night. <laughs> you wash your body. Man, that was that was wild. It was really cool to hear that back from the first tweets, man, because I couldn't tell you what I tweeted. Then when you talked about me aggregating information and putting it out yeah, to the masses, right. I was like, man, because I had no clue to remember what I used to tweet when I first started. Your first sports report, you had one about Teddy Bruschi retiring from the NFL, yeah. and you also had DeAndre Presley starting at quarterback <laughs> for Armani Edwards. Where he, he was hurt. Now. Yeah, DeAndre Presley. Well, I remember, I think he was playing for the Chargers as a defensive back in preseason. Ah. I think he posted an interception, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a DeAndre Presley hit for you. And the last soundbite we have in the week that was, we were able to read your tweet on air. But I was too scared to read Fiddy's first tweet, which, of course, what would you expect? Fiddy, play the clip. And the reason I know you came back to Twitter is you were going back and forth with a friend that you called Bean. Yes. <laughs> you were going back and forth oh, with Bean. your friend Bean, and he said, glad to see you back on Twitter. What made you decide to come back? You said, just a decision I felt I had to make, which was <laughs> made me it was hilarious to me. But I can't read your tweet, Fiddy. I can't read it on the air. Oh, I can't Lord. read one word. Not of much has changed. Huh? It's amazing. You are an amazing human being. I could have guessed if you were to put to me, hey, who do you think is the person that put out a first tweet that you probably can't say it on the air? It would be Fitty, and I would be right, and I should have cashed in. But is it because of too many expletives or what I tweeted about? No, it's one thing I don't think I'm allowed to say on air. It's a dicey one, but I'm not going to say it on air. Okay. Um, I think you were talking about North Carolina football, and you said your first one that I saw, we need to learn to tackle, not blank rub. Okay. Wow. It refers to the chest, and it starts with a T. That's all I'm going to go with. I thought it was going to be worse to be frank. When you first said it, not rub bleep, I was like, oh boy, this could go in a lot of directions. It's it's not the worst in the world. It's just not anything that I feel comfortable. I don't even. I don't think you can say it, but I know you didn't want to anyway. And I just know if there was any diciness involved there, it would be a fitty first tweet that we ever. Saw. Yeah, it's still not my first ever tweet, though. I told you last week what my first ever tweet was. Well, I just could only search off of the handle that yeah. I knew. And apparently you had future UNC grad in the that first one, That right? was at one point, yeah. My, when I first created it, that's what it was. The thing that's funny about Fiddy, though, is how he's, he's so young, but then he goes back and forth between being an old head and being young because some of the stuff yeah. that he says, that comment alone in that tweet sounds like something a 65-year-old <laughs> football coach that lived in the country his whole life would say. I'm pretty sure any football player out there in high school heard that before. Right. Probably a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Fitty a good old I've actually never player. heard that.
I but maybe that's because I'm a city guy. Maybe that's just, uh, you know, those Lancaster, historic Lancaster historic, football yeah. coaches. Yeah. All right. That is Fitty from Historic Lancaster. That is the city boy and Wes Bryant on these airwaves. <laughs> I'm Walker Mail. We'll be back with you on Monday from 12 to 3 p.m. Keep it right here for the Kyle Bailey Show. Smoke Ludwig alongside Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.